wasn't gone in the way that was gone. Leading straight to the land above. Blessed Lord,
Before the foundation of the world, the
Amen.
And then we'll read Psalm 4, verse 1. It says, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. Nipendule ukulele nguami, kulungulu wogulunga, guami. Ekukendezelweni, wangenzela indawo. Yiba, no musa kimi, uzum kulewami. Amen. Let's let's uh, turn to the book of Thessalonians. First uh, Thessalonians chapter five from verse sixteen and verse seventeen. Only sixteen and seventeen. Uh, from chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Or verse 16 and 17. It says, Rejoice evermore, pray without we are very much thankful this evening. We approach your throne of mercy and say, Lord, be merciful unto us. 
Lord, these men and women, they have just walked through a cold weather to come here, not to impress one another, but to look up to you, because they expect to find something from you that can make tomorrow to be better than today, that can make their battles to be, uh, for them to be able to fight their battles better, dear God. We've got nowhere else to go for advices, for guidance and leadership, except to you, dear God. Amen. That is why we've opened our hearts and say, speak to our hearts, so that when we leave this place, every one of us should say, God has spoken to my heart. Lord, not just the speaking thereof, but let there be a dwelling place where your weight will come and dwell, so that whenever times are tough, there should be something with us, within us, to enable us to withstand the challenges of the hour. Yes. I commit every man and woman in this building, including myself, to you for your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. Uh, we just want to speak about a very simple subject. Prayer. Umkuleko. Amen. Amen. You remember uh, our point of departure on Sunday was that let's re-establish the family altars. Uh, it's, uh, I was just listening to some somebody the other time he's saying because the third pool is here then there is no more need for prayer uh, I beg to differ oh, man. the prophet when he was in the Sabino Canyon he says while I was in prayer then a sword fell into my hand. Did you check it? When I was in prayer, then a sword fell into my hand. Uh, Brother Brenham was prayerful until God took him home. Jesus was prayerful until God did. Until he went to Calvary. As long as we are still in this body, we need to be prayerful. Uh, if you can try to approach this life without prayer, you, the devil will give you a hiding. And I will read the quotation. You know the prophet says, Prayer takes the world out of you. And when I'm saying prayer, I'm not referring to the ramblings that people do make towards God. But I'm speaking about a communion between a believer and his or her maker. Uh, when you, I've, I've picked up that a lot of books in the Bible have got 
have got somewhere either it speaks about prayer or someone is praying bonile bible inokuthi kuna lapho encwadini ukuzincwadi ikhuluma khona ngothile okhulekayo okanye ikhulume ikhulume ngomkhuleko eh we've got around about i think 650 prayers in the bible sina inani ngangoba 650 yemikhuleko ekhona bible but listen to what the prophet messenger says regarding prayer in the message faith once delivered it to the saints lalela ukuthi umprophet oyisithunywa uthini emaqonda nomthandazo nomthandazo He says prayer changes things. How many believe that? Prayer changes things. Do you want something to change? Pray for it. Amen. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes death to life. Prayer changes sicknesses to health. It changes sinners to sins. That's prayer. Hallelujah. Uh, and then uh, I'll come to something here. We read a scripture that speaks about prayer praying without ceasing I'm um, told that there was a, a group of ministers that came together and they were trying to get various explanations as to what it means to pray without ceasing and then they decided that look this text we need to give it the entire month so that we should better understand what does it mean to pray without ceasing and then uh, i'm told a certain young young woman overheard them and said how can you take such an easy thing and make it a text for the whole month and now the ministers looked at the young girl and said well, what do you mean when you say it is what does it mean and then the young girl to uh, gave an explanation what it meant to her and see uh, when i first opened my eyes in the morning i prayed the lord to open the eyes of my understanding uh, when i dress i pray that i may be lost with the robe of righteousness when i wash i ask for the washing of regeneration as i sweep my house i pray that the lord may cleanse it cleanse it from the impurities as i prepare my breakfast i say god feed me with the hidden manna Hallelujah. 
And it says, oh, whatever I do during the day, it relates to prayer. And say, actually, my life, it's a prayerful life. Now, it, uh, until the minister said to her, no wonder God said, I will, I will hide this from the eyes of the prudent and reveal it to the babies. I'm simply saying, every move that you make in life, make it prayerfully. The prophet say in the message, the prophet Elisha. Pray every day. If you don't pray every day, you don't have the spiritual fuel to take you from day to day. And a vehicle that does not have fuel will get stuck. Pray every day. Don't make any decisions too harshly or too quickly without considering what God about it. I ask him, shall I do this, Father? Ask him, is it your will for me to do this? The problem today is that the, the knowledge has, has abound in the end time. People consult the internet instead of consulting God. But uh, I believe God was there before the internet and God will be there after the internet. Before there was Google, there was the Almighty God. So a real believer must always go and seek the face of God before they make decisions. And the bitter about it, if you sought the will of God, God will be with you. If God says do it, he's willing to become part of it. But the problem today where it's rare for believers to consult God. And you can say, Brother Madiba, such a simple subject prayer. Yes, it's simple, it's very simple. But a lot of houses are doing without prayer today. A lot of houses they don't sit around and read a portion of the scripture and pray. And actually, prayer is your weapon. And your weapon must be sharpened in order for you to confront the enemy. Never confront the enemy with an unsharpened weapon. And today, the problem that we've got today, we don't even pray for one another. I'm saying it for what it is today. That's why you see things the way they are. Ministers are taking one another. I always ask myself if a minister attacks the other minister, did they pray for them first? It's because today people no longer pray for one another. But my prophet taught me something. Let's go down on our knees. When we are on our knees, 
but then, then we, we shall do. never be defeated. And, and here's something beautiful about prayer. As you pray, it changes you. Hallelujah. A lot of people expect prayer to change their surroundings. But the main thing is that prayer must change you. All of us were running short of the glory of God. That's why we go down on our knees. Actually, the prophet says if the believers can realize how powerful prayer is, I tell you, they will cause so much havoc for the day. I say, believers, let's go down on our knees. The prophet says, even the weakest of believers, when they go down on their knees, even hell trembles. You may say I'm weak, but I say let's go down on our knees. Let's, let's pray for one another. And then you will see God coming in. Let me go. Prayer is not about you telling God things. Actually, God already knows everything about you. But prayer is about you coming unto God. And God coming unto you. Then it becomes a communion. I don't know, believers, whether have you ever prayed alone? Have you ever closed the door and prayed alone? And until you forgot yourself in the presence of God, things that you thought mattered, they no longer matter. Things that you couldn't handle, you can now handle. Because now you realize there is a certain power that is in control. This prayer does so much. You know, I was reading Brother Brenham says, Solomon prayed a prayer when he dedicated the temple. And Jonah, when he was in the belly of the fish, he followed up on the prayer of another man. And said, that man when he prayed, he said, if we pray and we are facing towards the direction of the temple, God from above will hear our prayer. He says, from a prayer of another being to the prayer of this being, then God had a prayer. We are such a great army. The devil is nothing. I want to repeat that the devil is nothing. But the problem is that we are not using the right weapons against him. Amen. The prophet says, this is the message expectation. He says, there is no atomic bomb or no hydrogen bomb as powerful as prayer. You're walking around with something that is more dangerous than atomic bomb. Now, I want to ask you, take that atomic, that power, take that weapon, 
matter, let us because come. hydrogen bomb, with the hydrogen bomb uh, it's, it's used by one nation to drop it in another nation. Ah. When was the last time you took prayer and dropped it on the devil's head? I tell you, it will paralyze him. Stop saying you are not perfect, you are this and that. Go down on your knees. The access has been made for all the believers. Today you've got access to approach the Almighty God. I, I, I hope believers can know how important they are. Amen. The message in the message to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? To whom is the arm of God revealed? He says, You may laugh too much. You may laugh too much. You may talk too much. You may walk too much. But you will never pray too much. What does it mean? Pray all the time. And I want to, when you feel overwhelmed, and, and that is the nature of life, there are times where you will feel overwhelmed. You, you, you will feel, you will feel, you will feel being overpowered. Uh, you will feel helpless. And, and and you pray and you don't feel like it's going not going anywhere. But I've realized that you are feeling that your prayer is not going anywhere. Doesn't change the direction of your prayer. It's just a feeling. Disregard how you are feeling and just pray anyhow. Because God doesn't hear you because you feel like he hears you. He, he hears you because you are back right. Your birthright determines that your prayer must be heard. The prophet says the prayer of a son goes higher than that of an angel. Irrespective of where the son is. If I was the son, I was going to pray anyhow. And says, God, somehow I know you hear my prayer. Some people they think prayer works when you feel good. Actually, prayer. When, when you are broken, when, when you can't rise up, when you've got no energy, when you've got no weight, but something in your heart you say, I want to speak to God. Right there, God comes down. And the more you pray, because that channel sometimes it 
gets clocked up. But we have sell, we have it gets clocked up by things that are happening. And the best way to open a clock channel if, if the pipe is closed, it has an object that, that, that constrains the water. The best way to do is to increase the pressure of the water in the pipe. The more you increase the pressure, then the object will go away. You don't close the water because there is an object to increase pressure. When that channel is clocked up, then pour yourself into prayer. Put more pressure. Then you will see things clearing. And you will hear the inner voice. Amen. He says in the message, Thou knowest all things. Thou knowest all things. Prayer is not exactly bringing God down to man. It's, it's bringing men up to God. I don't know whether you want it. So if, if prayer is about bringing God a man up to God, then the devil will try to stop a man. Because he can't stop God. But he will try to stop a man. So you need to keep on pushing. I thank God that there is prayer. I thank God that when I've got no answers but prayer, will provide the answers. And it's so powerful that he can even change the mind of God. A man was told that you are going to die. But he went to God and said, God, I need an extra time. Your prophet spoke it, but I disagree. I still have things to do, and God said you will get another 15 years. That's how powerful it is. When was the last time you prayed until God change his mind and say, my son, let it go. The prayer will break the devil's chain. Actually, the prayer can save your family. Brother Branham speaks about the businessman Zacchaeus. Amen. He speaks about the businessman Zacchaeus. He says Zacchaeus. He had from his wife Rebecca. As he was talking about this Jesus. You know how men that are not believing when they hear their wife talking about Jesus, they get jealous. It was worse then because the man was around. Man, that my wife is always talking about. Every time she goes to church, she comes and tells me about this. Man. But you know what Rebecca did? She went to God and prayed for her husband. And the more he, she prayed, Brother Brenham says, the more she prayed, the more Zacchaeus became restless. In the middle of the night, he'll be tossing in bed. 
And when I read that quotation, I say it was not Zacchaeus that was restless. It was before it was a demon that was restless. Because a demon can never stay with a prayerful woman. It has to be restless. The more you pray, your children are restless. The more you pray, circumstances are restless. If you want to upset the devil, start praying. He becomes restless. Because he knows that prayer. It will break his backbone. And God answers prayers. You need to wait on your knees. He answers prayers. Prayer can heal diseases. Prayer can make a sinner to be saved. And it says, prayer is not exactly bringing God down to man. It's bringing man up to God. As you pray, you lose sight of these earthly things. Are you tormented? Are you troubled? Going to prayer. Then you lose sight of this earthly thing. You sway out into somewhere else. Way beyond. On and on till you come into his presence. A real prayer will take you into a heavenly atmosphere. And sisters, I want to say to you, how you have been around in your house when you are husband is there it you know when when you walk into the house whatever was happening in the house creates an atmosphere and and if a house is a prayerless house I can tell you something the, the reason we moved from the school and got this property is not because we wanted to be the fleshy church in town and those that remember when we were in school when you got there it, it wasn't easy because demons are there Hallelujah. The place was noise of demons. When, when you come and you want to lead songs, uh, you, you find that you struggle with demons that have been traveling school children throughout the week. One demon just wrote on a blackboard and on the blackboard on the board and wrote something. The first brother to get there, you get you get grieved and say, Why is this written. Chairs behind they are written some stuff. There's a noise going on. But ever since we moved here, then then there is a a flow of spirit. Because this house was dedicated for prayer. And exactly what is happening in your house, if you dedicate your house for prayer, your children, when they come back, 
back from school. If they've got spirits that jumped into them, when they walk into the house, your prayer repels the spirits away. It's like a doom. They'll come following your children. But when they see your your address, they know that that house, that's not where we play. Then they pass by. Dedicate your house to but here's the problem you message believer as families we talk about anything else but God we speak about the latest cell phone gadgets hallelujah latest the best suburb in town. Amen. But when was the last time you sat around with your family? I, I've got an email from a brother. He was listening to the message that we preached on Sunday. He dropped me a note and said, Pastor, uh, thank you for speaking about family altars. He's not here, he's somewhere. He said, I used to be misled that after the seven seals revealed, we no longer pray. And he says, I used to have constant arguments with my wife. But he says, ever since I set a time, in my house. And that my wife and I will go through some spoken words and will share the spoken words and pray together. He says there's no more arguments in my house. I say, brother, you have created a heavenly atmosphere. And I say, I want to encourage you. You need to do that. Do it in your house and tell me what the results are. You'll you'll figure out that your children get healed without being prayed for. You'll find out that disputes in your house are resolved without the pastor coming. But, But it begins with you. Prayer. It makes the family to connect on levels that the devil cannot interrupt. Amen. He says, this is the message blind Bartimaeus. He says, you know there is something about getting alone to yourself. I, I don't know. As much as I speak about a family prayer, there are times where you need to pray alone. Where, when no one is there, it's you alone in the presence of God. The prophet says, you know there is something about getting alone to yourself. Many people never pray until they come to church. Many people think that the only place to pray is at church. But the Bible says, 
says, he said, for men to pray everywhere, lifting their holy hands. That's why I say, God, let my children not hear me praying in church without praying in my house. Let my worship start in my house and come to the house of the Lord. And when it is in that manner, then it becomes effective. God can move on a man when his wife will pray for him. And God can move on a woman when his husband prays for him. Hallelujah. In this message, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says the devils, the devils tremble when the weakest of saints go down to their knees. What a power and a privilege has been given to the church of the living God. You know that woman, Brother Msizi, whose son was sick, with sexual transmitted disease. But this woman had no hope. I think it was selfless. During that time, it was incurable. Knew that I couldn't take him to the doctor. I've got nowhere else to go. But this woman began to flip through the pages of the Bible. And as she flipped through the pages of the Bible, then she began to read about the Shunammite woman. And when she read about the Shunammite woman, there was something that connected her with the scripture. And when it connected with the scripture, then she went down on her knees and said, God, where is thy Elijah? But firstly, she was reading the scripture. Then she went into prayer. Then look at what her prayer produced. Her prayer took that scripture and made it to be literal. Well, at the airport, Brother Brenham did not know the flight was about to take off but all of a sudden that power it was so powerful that it defied the traffic laws that the plane couldn't take off and they said now you need to get out because this plane is going to be delayed because why there was somebody that was praying and God had her prayer and God granted an airplane and the people had to move out of the airplane and God get into the prophet and say take a walk and he didn't know where he was going but the prayer was pulling that man there was another woman that was praying brother Brenham changed take this corner took that corner as he was walking look at somebody that has prayed who knows that God has answered my prayer? She was living on the game. Because prayer will not make you to panic. Prayer will tell you that God is in charge. And she was very relaxed. And she was looking with expectation. And there was a man that was going by. And he was passing by. Then this woman says, Good morning, Pastor. He continued that he was a pastor. Why, yeah, I say, uh, uh, 
morning ma'am how do you know that I'm a pastor instead I'm sitting here as a Shunammite woman and I'm expecting Elijah and when you were coming I knew that my Elijah is coming and brother Branham said you could see that that woman was a prayerful woman believers can start worshipping God it will bring God down we are not a powerless army we are a powerful army and what is our weapon let us pray to the almighty God our prayer will change circumstances our prayer will change our family our prayer will change our churches and it is on your attack and sometimes as a pastor I see the devil fighting with me and I'll give him a look and say you do not know there are men and women that are praying for me and I am unshaken because there are women men and women that are on their knees he tries this Amen. He tries this. He sees me coming to preach. He tries that. I come and preach. It's not in my strength. Some believers in their corners, they say, God, wherever our pastor is, we are praying for him. And that power comes into me. That's a prayerful church. And we need to be such church. Brothers, prayer can even create a job. This prayer can bring literal results. I don't want brothers to worry about the economy. Don't worry about the unemployment rate. We, we are not part of that. If God has given you a job, he has given you a job. Whether the devil likes it or not, it's yours. And if it's not yours, God will still provide for you. Oh, David Say, I was a young man. Now I'm an old man. I have never seen the Lord. He's setting his loved ones. God will never leave you alone. And when we are not living by prayer, the devil thinks. He's doing us a favor. You need to beg that man for that contract. He disappears, doesn't answer your call. Then you get discouraged. If God wants you to have it, it's yours. I'm not preaching prosperity gospel. I'm saying God is a Jehovah Jireh. I say we need not to be disparate and do things that are unto us. God will provide things legitimately. As long as we are on our knees and pray unto him. Amen. The prophet says, prophet when you go to pray for somebody, somebody goes to taking, something goes to take a place. This is where we fail, friends. 
praying. Prayer is the key note. I, I've seen, I, I've seen brethren. On this journey, you, you, you come across situations and people uh, and things are said about you. And I've realized that if you absorb those things, they will make you sick. And the people that said them are not sick. They are fine. They carry on. They go to the parties. They go up and down. But, but you as a recipient, you are unable even to wake up from your bed and say, it's terrible. Until I have picked up that. If you pray for people that do not treat you right, it really it sets you free. It, it, it brings out that bitterness, it comes. It, it, it sweetens you. And when you are sweetened, you are healthy. You are, you are able to, it brings the smile back. You start rejoicing. And the, and the more you rejoice, you attract God's blessings. Depression takes away God's blessings. Amen. Because if you are depressed, you complain about everything. You don't have joy. But if if you are happy, blessed, you glorify God. And and your your environment becomes happier. I'm simply saying, brethren, God is in charge. And prayer that is being made available to you. It can, it can change things. It can bring things under subjection. You, wherever, you know the prophet says, before you fail, God must bankrupt the heavens. Wherever you go, heaven is looking at you and says, just someone asks. Brother Bram says the Holy Ghost is God's agent is waiting for you to issue the instruction. What you need to be done. And if you say it, the Holy Spirit comes and actions it. And how do you do that? Through prayer. But it's the most neglected thing. Amen. That's why believers go through life seeming helpless when they're not supposed to be helpless. When they just need to go down on their knees. You remember that widow woman who Ooh, and people normally say, ah, that's an old story. You remember the widow woman whose oil never ran out? 
whose flower never ran out. We say these things. There was a sister in India. Even the Pentecostal went there with video cameras to check what was happening. She had oil that never ran out. She had flour that never ran out. In this day and age, because she looked in the scripture and said, if you have done it for this woman, and I'm under the minister of Elijah, then you will do it for me. Oil never ran out. Flour never ran out. What was happening? What was happening? Somebody saw themselves in the scripture. What I'm simply saying to you, don't just be a number to the message. Look in the scripture and say that scripture, that quotation speaks about me and from my corner, I will fulfill it. Brother Branham says through prayer, I've seen Tumors falling off bodies through prayer. And if it has if it, prayer did that then, then prayer can do it today. Let's pray for one another. I say, let this church, let this church, let it not be a church that professes, but let it be a prayer church that will come in, in unity where we pray for one another. And I tell you, there are certain accidents that that could happen to you. And you say, oops, yeah, no, there I was managed to save the car. It's not you, my brother. It's because some of us in our corners, when we pray, we say, God, wherever your children are, whatever the devil is planning, we are part of the plans of the enemy. And when the devil has got a plan about you, that plan is about it. Somebody is praying for you. And while it did pray for somebody, then it becomes a chain of prayer that the devil can never break. A brother told me he was in a meeting and as the meeting was progressing um, was, the meeting was unfavorable for him um, and say excuse me what in I just need to go to the restaurant and went to the restaurant kneeled down and say God you said you will speak for us this meeting the way it is going is not in my faith but God, I want you to intervene. And went back into the meeting. One of the people that were making his life difficult all of a sudden turned around and said, but I think we are being unfair to this man. It was not him saying that. Prayer made heaven to come down to change the heart of that man and say, but this is not fair. Then he had an advocate in the meeting. And the meeting changed. 
But today, you believers, first you say, hey, I'll speak to the shop steward. Is the shop steward your God? Before you go to the shop steward, have you gone down to your knees? Because your shop steward can even sell you. But heaven will never sell you. Let's go down on our knees first. Here's a parting shot. Now, as a family, if you don't have a set time, that at this time, everything will stop in this house. Everybody will come around the table and will pray. And after everybody will continue with whatever they were doing. If it does not happen in the the devil will make your house a picnic. Will come and relax in your house. Amen. God bless you.
let's just give us another worshiping. I think it would be appropriate for us just to pray. If you don't pray for yourself, pray for somebody. Amen. But let's, let's just go into unity and pray. Amen. Just give us a worshiping song. After it, we just each pray in their own way.
How many believe? over the building. Yes, I believe it. I believe it. Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening. Lord, we just want to approach your throne of mercy. Lord, we are thankful that you have given us the mechanism through which we can worship you. Lord, you said when we pray, you are able to hear our prayer. We said as you come, as we come closer to you, you will come closer to us, dear God. And this evening, as believers, we approach you, O oh God. We say, Heavenly Father, be merciful unto us. We say, forgive our iniquities, dear God. We say, look at us through a merciful eye, O God. We say, whatever obstacles that may be there, remove them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And this many women that are here, if they've got needs in their hearts, O God, as we have sung, only believe, only believe, all things are possible. I believe this evening... Whatever they need, you shall make it possible, O oh God. If there are those that are sick and afflicted, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I say, O oh God, free them from their sicknesses, O oh God. We break the chain of sicknesses. We, bring the ch- we break the chain of doubt. And we say, O oh God, come and show how powerful you are. The devil is nothing, O oh God. You conquered him on Calvary. You confirmed that victory on Mount Sunset. And this evening as believers, we come through you. We approach you, oh God, realizing how immortal we are. But God, we know we are backed up by an immortal God. A God that was never defeated. We have seen you doing the miraculous from the book of Genesis, oh God. You spoke the universe into existence. You are the almighty God and there is none like thee, oh God. You spoke and things were able to materialize. We saw you, oh God, how you opened the seas, how you opened the oceans, oh God. We have seen you throughout the pages of the Bible, how you released the people from bondage. We have seen throughout the pages of the Bible how time and after time you overcame the devil. And this evening is no exception. The devil is right under our feet, O God. That is why we can come and glorify you. These men and women, whatever they need, 
whatever insufficiency that is there, I'll think, oh God, and I know you will be able to fill it up. You will be able to close the gap, oh God, that this army will rise up as an army that was never seen before. These are the men and women that will overcome the devil in the end time. And this evening, I spoke to them about a weapon that you have given to the human race. That your prophet said there is no weapon like this weapon. Even a hydrogen bomb is nothing compared to this weapon. And this evening, we take this weapon, we drop it on the head of the table, and we say, David, you are defeated. David, you are nothing. David, you will never amount to anything. These men and women were predestinated to overcome you. I'm praying for them, oh God. I'm praying for this church, oh God. Let it be a prayerful church. I'm praying for these families. Let them be prayerful families. Wherever they go, wherever they go, the devil must know who they are. They've got a birthright, oh God. They can come before you and ask you whatever you they need. And I know, oh God, you said we have none because we ask none. But this evening, what we're asking for, oh God, is to be able to know who we are. It's to be able to exercise our identity. It's to be able to activate our birthright, oh God. And this evening I say, oh God, if there are those that were here that were feeling defeated through this prayer, give them the energy, give them the power to rise up, to realize who they are. These people are an invincible army, oh God. They will never be defeated. That's why I'm praying this evening. I say every chain that is there, we break it in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to commit this pulpit as well. Commit everybody, the office bearers, everybody in this church, oh God, to you and say, we want to be led by you. We want to be guided by you. We want to be committed to you, oh God, as I commit every man and woman in the building. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Thank you, Father.
standing on holy ground as Brother Lassimo comes to wrap up in prayer. Sakulu, let's just pray. You can lead her. The child will be fine. Brother Lassimo is here. How many believe that? Wherever you go, there are angels around you. without music for the last time.
thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we appreciate you tonight, oh God. Thank you. You are our God, you are our Lord, oh Father. Thank you for being our I remember, Father, as we read in the scriptures, oh God, there is a day when you left everything else that you needed to teach your disciples, oh Father. And that day you chose to teach them on prayer, oh God. And Father, it was a weapon that you gave unto them, O oh Lord. For you knew that there would come a time, O oh Father, that they would need to use it, O oh Lord. And O oh God, it's we look down upon the life of your disciples in the scriptures, O oh God. Whenever they had challenges, O oh Father, they overcame by prayer, O oh Lord. Even if we look into the life of the prophet that you gave unto us, O oh Father, he preached good sermons, O oh Lord. He lived an exemplary life, O oh Father. But there is a thing that we can't forget, O oh Lord, that whenever he had to be challenges, O oh Father, he overcame by prayer also, O oh Lord. Even witchcraft wouldn't stand before him, O oh Lord. Father, even complications wouldn't stand before him, O oh Father. For he was a taught man, O oh God. And tonight, O oh Father, we appreciate, O oh Father, that you come visiting us such a manner, O oh Lord. Father, reminding us, God, that we need to pray, O oh Father. Lord, we thank you, O oh Father. You are a caring God. You are a mindful Father. You know for us to overcome this world, O oh God. We need prayer, O oh Lord Jesus. And Father, how we thank you. How we appreciate you, O oh God. How we honor you, O oh Lord. We know you are a loving God. We know you love us for sure, O oh Father. For you see the challenges that are approaching us. And whatever circumstances we are in, O oh Father. And you are giving us the answer. That we just need to humble ourselves. Kneel down and say a prayer, O oh God. And we will overcome, O oh Lord. Even if you say that there is power in church. Even to create a new heaven and a new earth, O oh God. And Father, tonight, O oh Lord. We would like to thank you for your voice, O oh God. Which is so loud and clear, O oh Father. Oh my God and my Lord. How we thank you. How we love you. How we adore you, O oh Father. Let us go back to our homes, O oh Lord Jesus. Let there be a set time, O oh Father. In every home, O oh Lord Jesus. Whereby we will kneel down with our children. With our families, O oh God. And speak to your Father. So that we will sweeten the atmosphere. And the environment in our houses, O oh God. Father, even when we come out of those houses, oh Father, after prayer, whenever we go, oh Lord, we will know, oh God, that those prayers will keep us, oh Father. And above all, as the servant of the Lord has said, we ought to pray one for another, oh God. For, oh Father, we never know, Lord, one day we'll be so tired and compassed with circumstances, oh Father. And the prayer of all of the brother will take us out of the circumstances, oh Lord. Father, help us to have that love, oh God, the love that will help us to remember someone and earnestly pray for them, oh God, as if we are praying for ourselves, oh Father. Lord and God, we thank you, oh Father. Let this be a life, oh God. Let this not just be a sermon that we have heard, oh God, but let us go back and live a life, oh Father God, that is worth of it, oh Lord. We thank you, oh Father. We appreciate your name, O oh God. Be with us, O oh Father, even as we are parting, O oh Lord Jesus. May your blessings be upon your children, O oh God. Bless our past and any that went out of him, O oh Lord. May you restore it, O oh God. Bless the church. Bless everyone, O oh Father. We thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, for everything that has been done in this house. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray.
Jesus says to, his, to Peter, he said to Peter, the devil sought to destroy you, but I have prayed for you. And when he came to the end of his, prayer, his ministry, he said, Father, I pray for them. Not only for them, but even those that will believe through them. And I say, Jesus has prayed. You know, the prophet says, the literal voice of Jesus Christ can still be heard here on earth. God bless you richly. Pray for one another. Stand shoulder to shoulder against the devil. He's our number one enemy. God bless you. It, even when you feel weak, the weakest of the weakest of Christians when they go down on their knees, the devils tremble. Let's come with it. See you on Sunday, 9 o'clock. <laughs> Hello.